by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hey, it's game over, Montreal, and uh, the Montreal Canadiens did the tanking thing this time, Mark. They finally it was, did it, it. It was a perfect tank night. Everyone got a little bit of what they liked. There's some goals, there's some Rafael Arvid-Pinot magic. Michael Pizzetta scored for me, and the Habs lost. Perfect. Exactly. You know, they stuck with a team that, frankly, has <laughs> no business <laughs> losing to Montreal or tying Montreal. For 40 minutes, you know, I, I know the shots were pretty much double, but uh, they stuck I, with him on the scoreboard. They I have to admit, I was hard. getting nervous there for a little while that the Habs would pull this one out. Then I'd be like, okay, man, they might be ruining their tank. But good news, the tank is back on. The tank is back on. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I don't want to trash him, but Chris Weidman was the tank commander tonight. He made very <laughs> sure that the Canadians were in this one. You know, not fair, though. The Canadians were going to lose this one no matter what. The, it just took a minute for uh, the Carolina Hurricanes to figure it out. We're going to talk I'll about that. that. Before we get going, I'll say this. I've never seen a two-on-one turn into a breakaway before because of the defenseman. That was the craziest defensive play I've ever seen. It was it was interesting, <laughs> to, say, to say the least. But uh, we'll talk about that. And much more coming up here on Game Over Montreal with myself, Andrew Berkshire, and Mark Dumont on SDPN Sports. Please like the stream if you enjoy hanging out here with us. And please, you know, give us a share. Throw it up on your Twitter, throw it up on your Facebook, throw it up on your Instagram. You can do links on Instagram stories now, so no excuses not to share us on Instagram. And if you do, tag us. Tag yeah. me, tag Mark. I check we'll my Instagram you. every six years. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> like if you like the show and you want to send us a message, or if you don't and want to send us a message, you can do that too. But we prefer the former. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We prefer the positive feedback, or at least constructive. But uh, yeah, give us a share. Help some more people find us. We'll have some fun here while the Canadians, you know, trudge down the gangplank towards the end of the season. But before we get in on the the action of the game, want to bet? And get in on this action with Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pre-game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code that you can see at the bottom of the screen right now. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Now, Mark, I don't know about you, I think you're probably in the same uh situation as me but i'm a chicken when it when it comes to betting but i was playing around on on sports interaction uh last night and i i just put together like what would have been a like a three-part parlay and i was like this will never work but it ended up being like uh like it was like a 16 to 1 payout and i was like what would i win if i put bet like five dollars i was like oh, it's pretty good didn't put it, it down because i'm a chicken i would have yeah. won oh yeah i would have won yeah did you was so, it a now kicking Jarvis- myself hat trick goal on a shorthanded third period uh, breakaway was that part of it no no, no it, was, it was yesterday but geez oh. if, if anybody bet on that yeah they're they're pretty happy right now i'm sure <laughs> but uh, i think let, let's talk about the biggest thing about this game uh obviously we're starting out on a little bit of a downer note i think but i think the biggest takeaway from this game is justin barron's hurt yeah and it's so unfortunate because first of all okay listen I, I don't know why the Hurricanes were upset at that one. It's it, it's crazy to me. I feel like in hockey, 
players only get upset when it's the most blatant penalty. Like when they get caught literally like stabbing a guy with their skate, you know, and they're like, happy Gilmore get to the bench. Like that was a clear, clear cross check. But um, it's unfortunate for Barron just because he's been coming into his own, right? And he was like the guy that got left out of the mix to start. So he worked his way back. He had been looking really good. He scored a power play goal for a defenseman that's like other than Jack Eye that's literally unheard of this year. So that's unfortunate. But I'd say the good news is he took that little spin, came back, tried it out. So it's not like he was completely, you know, like like written off. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, unfortunate timing for Justin Barron. Yeah, he's just been playing so well. And like we, we sang his praise in his last game. Uh, he's just been continually taking off after he, you know, was released of the shackles of uh, Joel Edmondson playing terribly, even when Joel Edmondson started playing well, and it wasn't just, you know, not being paired with Joel Edmondson. He's just been playing great hockey. Uh, mm -hmm. He's been clearly in the top four for the Canadians. Hasn't really missed, like, any game where he's been shuffled down, uh, really. Scoring, you know, finally getting some power play time. Yeah. And then this happens. It, it just reminds me of last year where he comes over with the Canadians. He was playing a little bit tentative, but you could see the skill there finally starts to like feel himself in the nhl and then gets hurt and yeah. is out for the season obviously we don't know how hurt he is looks like it might be something minor it's but... just that he, he checks so many boxes for the habs that's the frustrating part right the right-handed in transition puck retrieval and if you go back to the conversation we had with tim turk we talked about defensemen that like how they crank their stick up so you know suban goes to like to like 11 o'clock right he, yeah and weber goes right about here you see justin Barron gets a ton of whip and he doesn't necessarily have to go to the moon with his shot so yeah it's just really unfortunate but um you know hey at this point if there's any issues whatsoever shut him down shut him down we'll see how it goes next year yeah noel asks what kind of dog is rafael harvey pinar i say i don't know but he's got that dog in him that's for sure <laughs> you know what like, I, I would actually man. say like, you know, everyone would probably think you're thinking of like a Roddy, but I used to have a Rottweiler and the biggest sucks in the world. Like, like Kirby Doc is the Rottweiler because he looks a little bit scary, but really he just wants to, he wants some scritches there, you know? <laughs> I would say, based on Jer going to Jared Book's house, he's a Chihuahua because those Chihuahuas never stop and they make their way and they get you out of their way and they somehow dominate your entire life. So I wouldn't buy a Chihuahua, but he's got that Chihuahua in him that like just, it's a battle. Everything's a battle. So yeah, I, I, like I'm not trying to insult him here either. Chihuahuas are the scariest dogs out there in my opinion. Yeah, the Chihuahuas can get pretty aggressive. I'm going to say he's a, some kind of terrier, you know, just like oh, gets yes. it done. You know, he's you diving in that in the, hole in the field to, to uh, hunt a badger terriers? or something like that. Oh. Yeah, like, or have, even you don't even have to go into the field. Like, if you ever get like even a Yorkshire Terrier, mm. roll a ball towards them because they're mm. mousing dogs, right? Yeah, and it's they're crazy. Yeah. They go from yeah. like really happy and and fun and want to cuddle to like yeah. super aggressive to get that ball. It's in their brains, and I mean, every ship had one, right? That's the, that was the, the, the back in the day. But if you want to see, yes, that was the best description ever. Because Google rat terriers in a field, <laughs> and it's like it's impressive, but it's also a little like okay, they're they're slightly psychotic, but yeah. uh, they get it done, man. They go get those rats and whip them around, and yes, that's the one. He's a terrier, absolutely, hundred percent. Noel says his facial hair is serving Scottish terrier. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it fits really well with, with Harvey Pernard. I'm just I'm so impressed by him. You know, we talked last time about 
yeah. his him blocking shots in Edmonton with the game six to two. Like he's just everything that you want a player to do to earn a spot. He's doing that, right? He just his focus is entirely on doing everything as like team concept, get to the right areas, work really hard. I, I honestly, I just really love watching the kid play. It's contagious too, to a certain extent, right? You're seeing even now that he's not no longer on that fourth line, you're still seeing Pitlick and, and Pizzetta who, who again, I'm glad we talked about last game because he's playing well. Uh, you know, they're seeing this guy make his place, make his spot and they're realizing what it takes, you know, because yes, it's, it's great to say that hard work, you'll make it now at that point when you're, when you're that low in the depth chart, you have to go above and beyond every single shift. And I think we're seeing it from Bezel, we're seeing it from Pizzetta. So it's a little bit uh, contagious in, uh, you know, in that respect. And, and yeah, as and- Andre Holmes here mentions, uh, or Andre, I'm not sure which one, has a pug and wants to fight dogs 10 times her size. So that's about what Hervé Pinard does every time, right? The guys are 10 times his size and he still goes in it and gets the puck back. That's the cool part here. He's like that chihuahua. No matter what, he gets the bag at the end of it. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Michael Pozzetta. You know, let's give a shout out to Rem Pitlick for that pass yes. on the Pozzetta goal. Man, he threaded that through nicely. It makes me forgive him for passing on a ridiculously great shot opportunity later in the game when he probably could have scored. Yeah, and I think Suzuki passed up on one too, where he was trying to find Anderson. Because at this Although, point, you know been... what? Yeah. I like you think that, that was a good play because I think I, it was actually a mistake. It's rare, but it was a mistake in my opinion. He might have been able to score, but it was a better chance for Anderson. It's just that Anderson didn't even notice that the puck was coming to him until it was too late. And I, mm-hmm. I actually I was kind of making fun of uh, what's his face, Dave Poulin, on the TSN broadcast because he was saying like, "Oh, by the time that puck got to Anderson, he there was no net left to shoot at." And I like watched the replay, and he had it's a completely open net. Anderson just like doesn't notice that the puck has gone through and he's like oh oh and by the time he like realizes you know the puck's passed him and into the like behind the net so the puck never got to him and then Poulin like doubled down on it when they watched the replay (laughs) they're like yeah see there's no nothing left to shoot at and I was like but the goalie's facing the other way like he like Suzuki if that's with Harvey Pennard or Caulfield it's in the net yeah absolutely and I I think it's it's just difficult to match (laughs) Like, Josh Anderson's the ultimate chaotic one. Like, if Josh Anderson was a dog, he'd be, I don't know, like, who, who, who would he be? He'd be like a whippet, just constantly running, like, full speed everywhere. And it's really hard to kind of find chemistry with that, right? To kind of line up with that that whippet who's just going a thousand miles an hour. Uh, or maybe more of a greyhound because he's a little stronger. <clears throat> I think tonight we're just going to name, we're going to give every Habs player a dog equivalent. <laughs> Right? Like, yeah, it seems like that's that's the direction that we're going. I don't know dogs well enough. Honestly. Yeah, no, yeah, and you know, I'm probably going to, yeah, yeah, I guess. But I mean, if we had to, I, Josh Anderson in looks, he would be just like a, a husky, though. He does have that, that husky, <laughs> and he never gets tired, and he can run all the time, and he will destroy your apartment if you leave him in there for too long. Yeah, husky loves it in straight lines. He can pull the sled. You know, that's that's the way he could go. Yeah, loves it in the winter, but uh, trying to think of, like, Mike Matheson, that's got to be, like, Greyhound. Golden, right? I was going to say Golden run. Retriever. No, oh, I feel like Golden Retriever is, like, more happy-go-lucky, right? Yeah, I was, yeah, was kind of trying to match his style and, and how he looks, because he kind of looks like a Golden... What's your, what's your call on Matheson? 
it's got. I'm just thinking of like the speed, right? Speed and agility. So I'm thinking. It would be right well. Now. Then that would be a whippet there, you know, like full full mm. speed and and whippets. They'll keep going even though the race is done, and they'll forget. They'll forget sometimes what's behind them. So that that lands for him. And what about oh, you, um, you know what I'll do with for Matheson? I'll say Rhodesian Ridgeback. Rhodesian Ridgebacks are one of my favorite dogs. Oh my god, Andrew, I came so close to getting one. These are dogs that would that would keep lions at bay and they can run for just miles and miles and miles and oh god, I need a dog. I need a dog so badly. I I I was so desperate during the pandemic that I would go to dog parks and just kind of like jump in and be like, "Oh, which one's yours?" I'm like, "That one." They're like, "No, no, that's mine." I'm like, "Oh, it's 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 that one They're like no that's doug's dog and then i'd be like okay i gotta go and i'd have to run i'd have to run away but uh yeah i'm all for this dog conversation yeah uh trinket 83 says suzuki isn't a dog he's a cat i understand that but i have to i think noel is he's talking got about the suzuki here the cat yeah, he's smarts. saying he's saying border collie and i agree with that i think suzuki is a border collie because he's a working dog and yeah yeah he's always keeping everybody in line he's super intelligent right yeah can learn a bunch of stuff a very versatile dog and just a ton of energy guy who can play 25 exactly. minutes a night and just wants to work like, like all day long that's all he wants to do is work yeah absolutely oh that's a great one that's a really good yeah. one okay keep your we'll, we'll talk about the game but keep your dog comparisons <laughs> going yeah we may say, go off topic a few times and continue to go into dog comparisons exactly oh oh you know what you know who jack guy is is what's the name of that japanese uh, the akura akura uh, Akita? Akita. Yeah. He's yeah. an Akita. He's an Akita. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, very, very ma magnificent, majestic dog, but don't, don't mess with ever, it. No, do not ever mess with an Akita. Yeah. Yeah. So if he's the Akita, does that make Pazetta like a Shiba? Because he's like a mini Akita? Yeah. Yeah, basically. But I feel like we could get a better like comparison for how he looks. Which dog? Mm. Which, what's the name of the dog that has those locks? That's always at the dog show that has like those glorious blonde like an locks. afghan yes 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 <laughs> just because he's got the the glorious hair absolutely and thank you for tuning in to dog dog watch <laughs> game over <laughs> it's what kind of dog is a montreal canadian night uh yeah uh k says let us cat people have our cat boy listen he can be a cat too if he wants to but this is this is the dog comparison show but you know what i, I do want to talk quickly about suzuki because mm -hmm. Uh, in this game, obviously, the Baron situation with Sveshnikov, that's the kind of hit that happens once in a while that I don't necessarily think is, um, like, targeted or anything, or, like, necessarily dirty. It's just a, a dangerous hit. No malice, some, but... Yeah, some guy, sometimes guys, you know, push, and they don't realize that a guy's off balance. But when Sveshnikov kept on running around after, it was Nick Suzuki who came over to him twice, once he came over and kind of like pushed him during play and like talked to him, and then Sveshnikov went out and like laid another questionable hit, and Suzuki came right back with the puck like just gone and like hit him hard. Like neither of them fell, but he hit him solid and hard through the chest. I kind of love Captain Nick laying down the law. Yeah, he does that once in a while, eh? Just like a sneaky little, hey, what's up? Like, he knows who Tony D'Angelo is there, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But, yeah, when you have Sveshnikov and, and Suzuki coming together, those are two tick, tick players. But, uh, not, hey, man, I'll say this. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but what is he, 210? 210 pounds, about? 217 at 5'11"? Man, or 5'10"? That's that's core strength and one thing that his mom always told me is that like yeah nick nick got blown up a lot in junior and even in the nhl but i remember her asking me can you ever remember him staying down and it 
it's been in my mind ever since then. He's never stayed he down after a big hit. He doesn't like, you know, he doesn't need guys like Anderson to defend him, but it's fun when you see it. But yeah, Nick Anderson is uh, Nick Anderson. Nick Suzuki is just about as solid as it comes core strength. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The <laughs> there was a and Noel, are here. you looking at Knowles? <laughs> yeah, which one is uh, Weidman? I'm gonna make everybody sad now. Uh, Chris Weidman is Fry's dog from Futurama. No, from Jurassic Park. Yes, he is sitting on the sidelines, just waiting to get his call to play <laughs> to play a game. He was so patient, so loyal, sitting there. He'll you defend his That's teammates. so accurate. <laughs> it is so accurate. He had a rough game, but, man, the guy does not complain. No. Like, I think any other situation, if we saw a guy like Chris Weidman, like, he's not being treated badly, but in that situation, we'd mm-hmm. be saying he's being treated badly. Yeah. But yeah. he hasn't said a word. You he don't hear it. anything from his agent. He just wants to still be around the NHL game. Exactly. Great leader, great person. He's the type of person that um, is just happy to be there, honestly. Like, let's be perfectly honest. Um, Oh, yeah, we haven't done French uh, German Shepherd yet. We've got to have a German Shepherd on the team, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because you got bulldogs in there. We got a bulldog. Like, for some reason, I feel like Motabo is a little bit of a bulldog. I don't know why, but it's kind of the, he's kind of got, like, me, those puffy cheeks there. Like a a proper bulldog, not a French bulldog, like, you know, a real bulldog. What's a dog that just looks kind of sad? Not not uh, like not like a, a sad dog in terms of can't do anything, but just like just looks a little bit like the puppy dog eyes are always there. That's probably that's a Montebo pug, eh? Yeah, but Sam Montebo probably can sit normally, so I don't want to give him a pug. <laughs> yeah, he and he can actually breathe as well. Yeah, exactly. Freaking pugs! It drives me. I we're all completely off the rails here, but it drives me nuts when people get pugs and they're like, isn't it cute when they're breathing? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Like they can't fill their lungs. The Did dog ever... is literally dying while it's alive. I mean, let it dog, not be I, a breed. Uh, big, big, you know how much I love dogs, but yeah, always get mixed. If you can, it's so much better for the dog and whatnot. But I remember one of my good friends, Jeff, um, this guy was almost seven foot tall, big, gentle giant. Can I think of, think of Kirby dog and everyone always tried to fight him, which, you know, he hated, but he ended up getting a um, um, a bulldog, okay? So, and a, a bulldog, the reason it's called a bulldog is because literally it would jump on bulls. You see how the mouth is made and the nose? So that it could jump on the bull and bring the breathing down and calm the bull down. And that way their nose is still, they could breathe. So he got it that first day and I started playing with the bulldog because I love dogs and, and these ones really love getting scratched on their bum. And the next day, his girlfriend calls me and she's like, hey, um, I forget his name, Doug or whatever, had a heart attack. And I was like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, you made him run a lot last night. eh?" I'm like, I think I made him run like 12 feet total. And then so it turns out the vet was like, hey, yeah, bulldogs don't run. They just don't run ever whatsoever. So this was a one year old dog getting like a heart. Yeah, that's when I realized, hey, purebred dogs. Oof, not great. Yeah, there's a lot of broken breeds. All right. On that depressing note. (laughs) Mm hmm. No, actually, they're doing great, great work with bringing dogs back to what they used to look like. That's one thing we can uh, get into at some point. But we we have to talk hockey, I guess. We do, we do. Uh, Rafael Arvipidal is the German Shepherd because he just gets everything done. He's just efficient, all business, right? Does that work? Sure. I, I think the Terrier still sticks better yeah. for him, but that's okay. But I um, want a German Shepherd on the team <laughs> and a poodle. If if Justin Barron is hurt, do you know Mark if uh, Bondin is healthy in Laval? Because I don't have time. Mike Hoffman's the poodle. Sorry, <laughs> Mike um, Hoffman's the poodle. 
<laughs> yes, Baudin is back. Um, right now, you are looking at two guys that could probably take the helm there. There's no one, like, forget the idea left and right. Um, um, you're basically deciding between Baudin or William Trudeau has become their best defenseman all of a sudden. Uh, you know, he's coming out of camp. He had a really good camp and he could have gone back to the, the, the queue join Laval and he was a healthy scratch at first because that's the big jump and recently especially with the Baudin injury William Trudeau has become Laval's best defenseman now the question becomes hey don't forget Laval's actually in a playoff race now Andrew yeah so you kind of want to watch who you take but at the same time that's the whole point of the, the AHL affiliate um, I would say Baudin probably is the most logical choice because his contract's running out, he's older, you know, like it's you have to figure out if there's something there. But if not him, it'll be uh, William Trudeau. Yeah, and to get us off topic again, Noel says that old yeller is Carey Price. Uh, listen, we all know it, but you didn't have to say it. We don't have to be that depressed around here. Right. Why would you do that? Why would you right. make everybody sad? We already did that with the Jurassic Park thing. We don't need to go back down that road. Right? <laughs> but yes, exactly. very accurate. Uh, so yeah, Baudet makes sense. Oh, and he, Shea Weber would have been a great Dane for sure. Like I'm pretty sure he had great Danes as well. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Uh, back to the hockey. One thing no, that, no. uh, chow chow. I, Who's the chow chow? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to talk hockey tonight. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the Kesberry or not Kesberry, uh, the Jesperry. Kokaniemi situation yeah. and just kind of revisit that a little bit just because I, I talked about it a little bit on Twitter. He scored that gorgeous goal to get the Hurricanes back in the game tonight. And uh, frankly, it's, it's weird because the way that everyone evaluates Kokaniemi is by like scoring numbers, right? And he's still playing a, a relatively small role in Carolina, which I think everyone expected him to take steps further than that by this point, mm-hmm. but continues to be an NHL player at the very least. I know people will say, you know, obviously the Canadians picked the wrong guy. Agreed. They made some bad draft choices. But I'm looking back at that, and the magnitude of how poorly Bergevin and that staff handled that situation is jaw-dropping. Yeah. And it's not just about Kokaniemi. It's about the fact that they lost Deneau at the same time, and then were backed into a corner... And overpaid for Dvorak, who I think has been better lately, but Hoffman, for the yeah. last two years has been bad. Like, I'll, I'll put it this way, Mark. Who's a better player right now? Jake Evans or Christian Dvorak? Like, right, right now? Oh, Evans all day. Well, but like, like, Evans like, is a better player. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and would you and, trade a first-round pick for Jake Evans? And the worst part was that I think it was actually, you know, Dvorak was really for the Dano thing, right? To get a defensive player. And it's kind of weird how his numbers didn't translate. But the most important thing here is that Jesperi Kotkinemi is a corgi. Okay, I decided that <laughs> while you were talking. Jesperi Kotkinemi is a corgi. But um, his limbs are so long. Okay, well, okay. If I, so he's like a reverse dashing. How do we... What's a, what's a like... <laughs> reverse yeah, dashing. reverse dashing. <laughs> like, is well, it dashing you know or dashing? Then he would be a Doberman in that case. If he's got the long, you know... The long Doberman uh, makes sense for Kokaniemi because he's got the big frame, but he's not aggressive. But he's not aggressive, yeah. Well, Dobies, can, they can be, but the ones I've met have always been big sucks. What yeah. I will say, um, 
that was like the worst stretch of and don't forget they also lost Joel Bouchard in that stretch right that mm-hmm. to me was never a big deal because I kind of had an idea that Joel Bouchard was really annoying to all his players and the stories we got were all one-sided like his like I have rarely seen a coach whose players did not like him as much as Bouchard that received as much good good press. But if you remember correctly, that year, I was doing the uh, clean-out and it was player-by-player player interview. And then when we got to cut Kinemi, there was a two-hour delay. And from what I heard, it was one of the more unpleasant conversations of, between a GM and a player in team history. And, you know, cut Kinemi came out after that, like two hours while everyone's waiting. And you could tell he just was not in a good mood. He wasn't talking. So I get the sense that, you know, Bechavin really stuck to his guns. And, and I think you have to in the NHL. But that one, I think it might have even gotten personal to a point because he was expecting more out of him because it was his guy. He made the reach. So, like, that was his first pick, right? Like, you know, or no, actually, it was, sorry, that was the Galchenyuk. But I'd still say that it got personal between them. And, um, you know, from that point on, it was never going to work out for the contract. And and I'll say this as well. It it's not the worst thing in the world that Kukinemi is no longer on the team, Andrew. No, like, depending no, on the, the offer sheet, offer sheet only. Yeah, I mean, the fact is, like, I think in retrospect, it made more sense to match the offer sheet than what they actually did. <laughs> but it would make even more sense to have just kept that pick. Yeah, but the absolutely. problem is they thought that they, like, that management group thought that team was going to make the playoffs last year. Well, well, Benjamin was 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 working to save his job. Let's be yeah. perfectly honest. At that point, it, it got into like, you know, panic territory because you're, yeah, you're losing Dano and Kutkinemi. The big deal out of all this was Dano, right? Just this idea that he didn't see the value in scoring at that to me was such a, was probably his biggest mistake at the helm of the Montreal Canadiens. Like, could you see this team right now? If you had that anchor Dano, you wouldn't have to worry about that extra center. I, like, I know Dano wanted more responsibility, but hey, there's plenty of responsibility to go around nowadays. So that in retrospect was clearly the biggest mistake. Yeah. I mean, on the plus side, I don't know if they'd be able to tank with Deno. He he like, wouldn't, he wouldn't allow them to go bottom five. No, you're right. Yeah. You know, it, like between Deno Suzuki, and especially now with doc, like it's, it's a little bit too much depth. I think Yeah, for them to get into that, like bottom five territory. So mm-hmm. well, in that, that okay, respect, so it, it's close to the mismanagement of KK, but as um, you know, the, the mention here by Trin, uh, Trinka eighty three, the poor development was long lasting. Like, it, like yeah. it wasn't just you know, okay, played well, one mistake, go down. I mean, this guy was getting benched in the playoffs for for who again? Who is the guy that he was? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it was ridiculous that that could continue, and then there, that created a bit of a divide with the team too, right? So yeah, just the idea of Jump benching him and then benching Cole Caulfield like that, man. I'm I'm glad those days are. You know, we saw Martin saying we yell at the team today, and they deserve to be yelled at. They but did, he's not yeah. he's not going to bench, you know, Caulfield in the playoffs, right? Like that's one thing. He's definitely not going to bench his best player, you know, when when the time comes. So oh, and we need a dog for for. We'll let the chat decide what kind of dog St. Louis is. St. Louis, oh my goodness. Yeah. Because I would have said, I would have said Malamute, but he just doesn't have that size, but he's got that Malamute, like, silver, you know, look to him. So maybe like a Boston Terrier or something? I don't know. It's, yeah. up, to, it's up to the chat. Yeah, something tough and gruff, but small, compact. Yeah. Small, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Jack Russell, maybe. Well, yeah. Jack Russell's I find are pretty annoying. Marty St. Louis is not annoying. So Jack Russell's are well, it depends on the owner, right? 
Like, mm -hmm. I, I, it's every dog. I remember my, I had an ex-girlfriend, she had a boxer, and she's like, why is he? Also, they're called boxers because when they stand up and they, they punch you right in the testicles, that's exactly <laughs> where they do it. But but she wouldn't run him. And then she'd be like, why is he so jacked up? Like, there's a reason St. Louis is calm. If he didn't get, if he didn't get his skates in, he'd be going wild out there. 100%. All right. Um, I'm trying to think what else we can talk about with this game. I feel like it's not that eventful, right? I mean, obviously, people feel bad for Sammy Montembeau because... You know, he's been playing so well, and then he's... Like, I don't think he played terrible tonight, nope. allowing six. It's just, like, the chances against were ridiculous. His mm -hmm. rebound control is definitely a weakness, but he's not an elite goalie, so I just don't feel like it makes sense to, to knock him too much for that. I do feel bad for him on games like this, but at the same time, like... Against the Hurricanes, this is to be expected, right? Oh, this God, team, yeah. especially with all these injuries... Is not going to be able to keep up with a team like the Hurricanes, especially on their home ice. It, and it's not like a game against the Leafs, right, where there's that emotion and like swagger that comes but, into it. But there was from Kutkanemi. I, I honestly yeah. feel like he tries a lot harder against the Habs, and, and I'm all for it. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if you're him, you've got a chip on your shoulder from yeah, not just how they treated you, but also not mat not matching the offer sheet probably stung a little bit, right? Because he's a number three overall pick that they gave up on after three years. Mm -hmm. Made no, the NHL absolutely. at 18. Like he still has elite defensive results. Mm -hmm. I know it's playing not high end, min high leverage minutes, but his results are still good. His numbers are offensively great, not amazing. But, but that, see, that's the thing. He's he has, he's not going to crack uh, what 33 points again. Like that's the issue here. Let's be perfectly honest. And you oh, and I oh, have yeah. defended Kutkinemi more than anyone else. But I mean, like this guy is kind of projecting to almost never crack 35 points while playing with some of the most offensively gifted players in the NHL. So like, there's that part of it too. You know, while we were defending Kakinemi, everyone's like, he can't finish. Okay, he did tonight, but for the most part, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a little difficult for Kakinemi, which is a bad fit for Carolina because they're really good, but they can't finish. So, you know, I, I think it all kind of worked out okay for both teams but i i'm actually glad to see kutkinemi doing good i know some people won't like that but i'm cheering for the guy yeah i obviously like no, we have nothing against him he he didn't do anything wrong fact no. is even if the canadians hadn't wronged him mm -hmm. he was probably still going to take that offer sheet because it's a lot of freaking money <laughs> well that's the other part i feel like he he played everyone like he played dundon and he played you know like everyone's like haha like hey man you just got you used leverage uh between two Team, like uh, not even on ice rivals which is crazy to to make a lot more than you probably should so get that bag secure that bag and, and i'll say one thing it's better for him to be in carolina um and this isn't i'm not trying to criticize him but the amount of pressure the media the non-stop you know bullshit that year was in montreal was not his preferred modus operandi like i remember him coming in laval at one point and the only time that TVA, RDS, and all those those people would show up was when there was bad a bad story, and Kutkinemi got sent down, and you know they were just destroying him like they hadn't they hadn't been in the locker room all year, which I, I find kind of insulting, and they were just really throwing daggers at him, and he stopped, and he uh, when it was done, he just looked and he's like, "Is this how it's gonna be here all the time? Like I can't even get reprieve from Montreal." So. Like I empathize with that. It's 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 a mental health thing, and I'm happy when hockey players are happy, and he seems a lot more happy in Carolina. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, on the trade front, obviously uh, there's lots to speculate about with Montreal, but uh, we, I watched the uh, Insiders Report or whatever they're calling it on TSN these days, and Pierre LeBron mentioned that there's some people who've kind of knocked 
or like knocked on the door on Dodonov about like not as a primary piece, but uh, mm-hmm. as if our guy that we want isn't here, maybe we'll come back on Dodonov. You know, stay tuned on deadline day. But apparently, no interest in Jonathan Drouin, and I'm a little bit surprised by that because he's he's turned it on quite a bit, and his point production. I know he hasn't scored, but his point production is pretty solid. I think he could help teams in the power play. I'm surprised a little bit that St. Louis is still using Matheson on the on the point on the top unit power play because I think Druin has been significantly better there. Oh, he he makes he opens up the passing lanes like no one else can on this team. Let's be honest, he gets guys moving, and when his passing is on, he's one of the few that can feather it left to right to get guys in high danger areas. But I'm not surprised in the sense that. You know, Montreal media and Montreal fans have been dragging this guy like he doesn't even get a spot in the Winnebago to go camping, you know? We're just going to drag him off to the side and he's picking up all this garbage and now we want to dust him off and be like, yeah, yeah, you want to buy this, right? So no, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that there's no bites out there. It's just a little disappointing. Um, I, I like, I, I, I was thinking about this the other night maybe maybe there's an opportunity to get him one more year at a certain amount but like we said last show you know what it's time to kind of end that for the best of Jonathan Dwayne and I wouldn't be surprised to see a resurgence honestly Andrew if you can focus on hockey and not have 45 idiots say something stupid every time his name is mentioned um I think he'll be in a lot better head state and therefore when you're you know healthy everywhere your entire body that's where you can perform and don't forget athletes need to be healthy to perform so mental health huge part of that yeah, uh, Kay says that Frank Saravalli suggested there may be interest there. Oh. Well, I mean, that's uh, weirdly, I feel like the insiders across the league are not on the same page on a lot of stuff this season, and it's kind of weird. Uh, I don't know if it's like there's less access or something post-COVID, but then again, like, you remember the deadline a couple years ago where Frank Saravalli broke just, like 95% of the <laughs> trades? He just like sat there at his computer was like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and like, everyone was like, who the hell is this guy? So maybe right? he's on it again this year. We don't know, but uh... absolutely no, no, no. I, 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 we'll see how it goes. I think it's be actually from what I heard it went from it could have been excited to being a very sleepy market right now, like a very, very, very sleepy market. And one thing Chris H mentions here, which we have to talk about, it wasn't just Weidman. Um, you know, I'm the biggest Jonathan Kovacevic fan out there. Rough game for him tonight. Like that was one of the few where I looked and I said, hey, I wouldn't be, you know. A healthy scratch after this game wouldn't surprise me, but it's very rare that we've seen it this year. But tough game for uh, for Kovacevic, you know. He 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 showed pressure when the fans, you know, wanted him to pass the puck, and he kind of acquiesced and gave it away. And you know, so one of the rare, very rare bad games for Jonathan Kovacevic. Yeah, I thought uh, Mike Matheson struggled tonight too. It, it, I mean, frankly, it was just not a great game for anybody. Like the Canes are miles above the Habs. Like it's not even. Like, yeah. <laughs> did you? They, they also. Looked- do you know I that they're they play... almost at 60% Corsi for this year? I know there's other yeah. stats, but has a team finished above 60, like in, in modern era? I don't believe so. No, maybe so the 50... Detroit Red Wings from like 2007, but okay. like when we first they're, they're started, probably the yeah. But they're approaching 60% expected goals in Corsi. Like, oh man, the Hurricanes have to go for it, eh? In my they opinion, really do. they really have to go for it. And like, I know they've been looking for a tough defenseman. So maybe Mr. Joel Edmondson would be uh, the guy to go there. There's familiarity, right? There so, is familiarity yeah. there, although he did not fit with them last time at all. <laughs> he didn't fit into their system. But uh, I want to respond quickly. Mark Healy says, Druin will not translate to playoff style too soft. Uh, but he he's been fine in the playoffs his whole career, man. I'm sorry, but like I understand 
that you yeah. might think that, but there's space for players like Duran in the playoffs. I, I actually he's think he's been better in the playoffs than those he has. speaking then. <laughs> Significantly so. Than before, like, but the, the reason he would actually be good is that if you're not the top guy, like imagine having a guy like Duran on your third third line. So you're taking some of the easiest assignments, the easiest usage, you're sheltered, then you can use them on the power play. It go it's really different than being one of the top guys, right? Like like the quality of competition is 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 a fairly big deal in the playoffs. So you're going to circle guys like Landis Cog and you're going to circle guys like well if he gets healthy and McKinnon. And then the guys on the third line sometimes. That's why we see so many hero stories in the playoffs. They're not facing the Danos every night. So that's where it could be an advantage for him and I think Frank Saravelli, actually, now that they mention it, he even mentioned Colorado as as like as a brainstorm, which is exactly what you and I did, Andrew. We're like, man, that would be a perfect little fit for uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I've been pushing that idea of like that's a spot where he could fit uh, for a long time now. And similar story with Sean Monahan, right? You know that Colorado doesn't want to go into the playoffs with their center line as it is. I know mm-hmm. that Miko Rantanen played center while. Uh, Nathan McKinnon was hurt, but I don't think they want him to play center long term. So they're no, definitely looking. Their second center is anyway. It's not not that great. Yeah, they they absolutely probably want. Well, and some people are saying yeah, it was you know if they trade for Monahan, they'll want to trade. Who's their um, Newhook? I guess would be their second line center at this point. They're not gonna. They're not moving. Newhook. It's him or JT Comfer. What, yeah, Comfer struggled. I, if I remember correctly, as a second line C. So yeah, just let's get Newhook out of out of the idea of that he's ever gonna come to Montreal. But it would be it would be fun. Yeah, it would. I mean, frankly, but uh, I mean, I just want to. Uh, now that Lekkonen's there, I, it'd be fun to see other Canadians go, go to the Colorado right? Avalanche and have like success a too. Island of misfit Habs, the guys exactly. that we like defended the most. Yeah, exactly. No, I would. Uh, I would love that. You know what? It's. I think, and I'm still going to maintain this, but the way you interpret Arturi Lekkonen's value to an NHL team, in my opinion, gauges your level of knowledge in hockey. Yeah, he's the litmus test. It's just like Lars Zeller used to be with the Canadians, right? Like, if you yep. thought Lars Zeller was a bad player with the Canadians, that tells me you don't know a lot about the sport. <laughs> it's, it's one of the most arrogant things I've ever said, but I absolutely believe it. Yes, I absolutely believe it. And that's why some of the smartest minds, Eric Parnas, went to go get Arturi Lekkonen and then won a Stanley Cup because of it. We can say that. I know it's not true, but we can say it, man. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is true. He did score the Stanley Cup winning goal, and he was an absolute killer in that playoffs for him. So right? Arturi yeah. Lekkonen. What kind of dog was moments. Benjamin? Oh, we could maybe end on Benjamin was like your classic bull, your classic, like uh, probably American bulldog. I'd say him and him and, and Lapointe and, and Timmins, just a lot of muscle on there. Like a lot of muscle. Tone. Don't ask him to run. <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not big on cardio <laughs> or anything like that. And probably your best friend in the world like when he's with you. But you have to like introduce him slowly to your friends when they come to your house. You know, <laughs> like, 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 don't worry. He's, 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 he's friendly. <laughs> yeah. Trizek asks, this will be the last question. Then we'll close things up. Trizek asks, uh, any guesses where Pulley ends up? You know, he continually gets connected to Montreal, but I don't. I it. keep on hearing that uh, San Jose and Edmonton are talking about Carlson, and I don't think that happens without Pulley going the other way. Just Carlson and McDavid. Oh, oh. oh God! Oh. Oh. Imagine three on three for the rest of the season <laughs> with Drysdale, McDavid, <laughs> Carlson. Just That's amazing. Teams could just forfeit. Just that give makes it me- up. So happy. I'm going to say this. I don't think he's a good fit in Montreal. If, like, I looked into it and I actually have an article ready to go just in case he gets put on waivers. Um, 
the Habs don't need more playmakers that are like good underlying numbers that can't finish. And that's essentially what he is. Like if you're a team where you need more playmakers and you need more possession, sure. But the Habs don't need a guy that struggles to finish. I, I, like, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's one of their weaknesses is that they lack finish. So I, I think, would... Sorry. Go ahead. I think they could get him to finish. I, I look at Puli Yarvi and I see young Nate uh, Nikushkin. I think that he has a lot more finish in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he is finished. But a lot more scoring finish in him than what we've seen so far. It just it hasn't come together for him perfectly, but like this year he's been wildly unlucky as well. Yo, absolutely, absolutely. I just don't know if Montreal's the right market for that, right? Because like three games in, and you know, TV Spa will have a like, when will Puyarvi score? Will he ever score again? Meter they're going. So I just don't feel like it's the right place to do it. But uh oh, and as Montreal and UFC, I'm gonna I'd rather end on this. What do we think about Marty losing his temper? I had no issue with it. Not I just felt None. bad for for Yulinen, who was like, <laughs> just get, you can tell, thank God he had a visor because he was getting rained upon. But no, I have no ins- no issue with that. Listen, they were not giving their all. And I know it's tough because it's a team that even if you give your all, you're going to lose. But c'est bien bon, là. like they're a bottom five team. Once in a while, you got to, you know, got to get that uh, whip out. And, you know, and, and I'm sure he's not doing it just to yell, just to be a dick either. That's not his style. No. Right. So he's probably doing it with good timing. And I have no issue with that whatsoever. I mean, frankly, if it was the same score at the same time of the game, but the five goals were spread out throughout the game, he wouldn't have lost his temper. It was the three was goals boom, boom, boom. in, like, what, four minutes or whatever it was? It was the focus. And yeah. that's been his message all year is just focus, guys. Like, like the Habs, well, and I know it's kind of, you can say this to anyone, but when they focus, and they've actually had really good periods, they're, they, they look great. But then, man, when they fo- when they lose focus, when they're the, the, the golden retriever that says squirrel, man, do they like they, they just stop playing, right? So yeah. I think as a guy that never had an opportunity to stop playing in his career, that really bothers him. And I had no issue with that whatsoever. It looked like yeah, he was I mean, saying, do your jobs. And, and you could tell he was pissed off. But no, a little fire here and there, no problem. Yep, yep. As long as he's not doing that every night. No problem with it whatsoever. Sometimes you need to peel the paint off the walls. But, uh, yeah, that's all we have for you tonight. I'll be back on Saturday. Mark will take a short break before taking over the hosting duties for a couple weeks. But what's Uh, Saturday? Saturday night is the Hot Ones Gauntlet with Adam Wilde. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to try to get him through it. I was talking to Steve yesterday on the phone, and he he was saying he him and Jesse have very little faith in Adam getting through it. So we're going to have no to faith. No faith very, in Adam getting through it. Very encouraging towards Adam to get him all the way through the gauntlet cuz Adam might die. Adam might up. die on Saturday. Like we have might have the first <laughs> live death on our podcast. <laughs> let's, let's all be super nice to Adam and tell him, you know, you got that dog in you, Adam. We're going to take we're going to bring the dog conversation into Saturday. Yeah. It's Shout be out really to Mark fun. Healy. I think is I don't know if Mark's been in our chat before, but Welcome and join us all again because, as you can see, Trizak, Claire, Noel, Evan, we have uh, Kay. Everyone comes back night after night and we have a great time. It's fun. So, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Absolutely. And of course, if you like the show, make sure you like the YouTube video, uh, the live stream here. It helps us grow, it helps us with the YouTube algorithm. And uh, share the show wherever you uh, want to share it on social media. Tell your friends about it that are Habs fans or not, doesn't really matter. And if you like uh, teams from other markets in Canada, we've got game overs for them too. So, tell and if you like dogs, if you got that dog like. in you, <laughs> we're here for you too. <laughs> I don't know why I love that stupid meme so much. I know, me too. <laughs> He's got that dog in him. It's just so satisfying to say. 
Because you can just tell it's like it's like an excited dog at that time too. There, you know, like like the the Romanov there. You know, when you're about to let a dog out and he's dancing and he's spinning. That's how I always pictured Romanov before the start of a game. So, yeah, the you know what? And before we go, really good point here. I forget who is it mentioned. Uh, Paul Byron didn't finish until the Canadians gave him an opportunity to finish, right? So this is true. That's a really good counterpoint to what I mentioned about Puyarvi. I still maintain it, but you're right. Opportunity is what breeds results. This is absolutely true. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us here on Game Over Montreal. <laughs> we'll be back on Saturday with the Hot Ones Gauntlet. Be there or suck. Later. <laughs> by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.